Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. Storytime conjures up warm and fuzzy memories of milk and cookies for many parents, teachers, and children. Whether it's a bedtime rendition of the Lorax or a teacher's reading of Charlotte's Web, most love hearing stories read aloud. It's also an effective academic tool that helps students with knowledge, vocabulary, and reading skills. But it's something that parents and teachers often overlook as children get older and can read on their own. So being able to just listen to a story read fluently, it's partly enjoyment, partly for them to hear what it should sound like. What are the benefits of reading aloud to older students? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stavely. In this fifth grade class at Marguerite Hahn Elementary, you'll hear something you might not hear in every fifth grade classroom. Teacher Michelle Talbot reading aloud. It seems like a million years ago that I was an ordinary kid who thought nothing was more important than some upcoming sports season and my next dumb prank with Jordy and Pouncy. I barely even noticed the scientist kids and Jewish was something somebody else was in faraway places from Choke Cherry. The book they're reading is about a school where swastikas start appearing. The book is called Linked, and it's by an author that the kids love, Gordon Gorman. But it's also, it has to deal with tolerance and intolerance. And that's kind of my theme for the year with our read-alouds, is learning to be accepting of everybody, no matter what. And the story also includes a surprise. The boy who drew the original swastikas is also the one who's found out he was Jewish and is doing a bar mitzvah. And when we found out it was him, the kids started screaming. They were just shocked. So that was a lot of fun. Michelle Talbot has been teaching for 32 years. Marguerite Hahn Elementary is in Rohnert Park in Sonoma County, north of San Francisco. Many teachers stop reading out loud to students in older grades, but not Michelle. I get out of bed, pad to the window, and peer out into the darkness. It's the same town I've known for 13 years, but I'm a stranger in a strange land. A lone snowflake dances past the windows, wafting on an air current. I watch it. She says reading aloud is important, even for fifth graders. Most importantly, they need to hear it read well. They need to hear it read with emotion. They still love having stories told to them. They love hearing the stories. For many of them, it's still hard to read, and they're still picking through the words. They don't get the meaning or the emotion behind the story. So being able to just listen to a story read fluently without stopping for questions, without any tests or anything on it, it's partly enjoyment, partly for them to hear what it should sound like. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, why reading aloud is magical for all ages. My colleague Karen D'Souza wrote about this for EdSource. Hi, Karen. Hey, hey, Zadie. How are you? I'm pretty good. So, Karen, you spoke with several experts about this idea of reading aloud to students. And, you know, can you kind of tell me what the consensus is? Is it, is it helpful to keep reading aloud to kids even when they're older? 
Absolutely. I mean, I think the conundrum is we all know, um, parents, teachers, everyone, that when children are really little, not only do they love being read to, but that we should read to them as often as possible. But as they get older and, in fact, become really even deft readers themselves, that tends to be less and less a part of the routine, both in the classroom and at home. Um, and then that's a real pity. The consensus is actually children learn by being read to, you know, all the way up until the end of high school and perhaps beyond. Uh, just because they can read something well themselves doesn't mean you couldn't pick something just a little bit harder to read to them that would behoove them. And so how does it help? What are the benefits? Well, some of the key tenets that children can get from you reading to them, um, you know, first of all, it's exposure to vocabulary. They'll hear words that they may not have encountered previously. There's also um, the notion of fluency, how easily and well you navigate the text. Uh, also, I think the phonics and the phonemic awareness, hearing the way the words um, interact with the ear on the page. And then finally, I think sort of the uh, core notion is building knowledge, building your understanding of the world bit by bit. Numerous studies have showed, for instance, the famous baseball study that a child that knows about baseball does better on a test of reading comprehension about baseball than a fantastic reader who has no idea what baseball is about. We actually need the knowledge. Um, it's a little bit like Velcro. One thing builds on upon another so that anything you read to children that is about the part of the world that they haven't explored yet is really helping build their knowledge. A really deft reader can absolutely get a lot from story time. But then a more struggling reader can get even more because not only is it easier to hear it, but you're exposed to vocabulary that you might not have encountered. And you can actually grapple with the ideas, like what are the themes? What are the concepts here? Can you go a little bit deeper into why this is particularly important for weak readers, or for children who are kind of behind in reading skills? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the great thing about reading aloud as opposed to, say, having silent reading periods in class where children might be understanding different levels of what they've read, and now you have a discussion, and some kids really aren't participating. Maybe they didn't understand some of the vocabulary, and maybe they didn't understand what the central context was or what the quandary was in the text, but they might be too um, embarrassed to have that come out in front of everyone. If you've read it aloud, now everyone actually, everyone in that room has been exposed to the same vocabulary and the same ideas. So if we're reading about the Civil War, now um, I can talk about it too, even if I had perhaps some trouble working my way through the text. And then if you don't read aloud to kids, what is the concern there? Well, I guess, I mean, uh, the, the worst thing that can happen is that children kind of get stuck or actually, I mean, even adults, right? You get stuck at a level of reading that you think, well, this is the kind of reader I am. This is the sort of thing I can engage in when actually, you know, we can always push ahead and keep going. And certainly children should. And given the context of this um, kind of crippling literacy crisis we have in America, it's precisely the time, I think, for an easy fix. This is something quite simple that just about anyone can do is read to the kids in your life. Michelle Talbot's students love hearing her read aloud. Marisa Rumsey, a student at Sonoma State University and member of EdSource's California Student Journalism Corps, visited Michelle's class and interviewed one of her students, Audrey Thompson Salas. Audrey is 10. Do you like listening to your teacher read aloud of the books that you guys been reading? Yeah, I like I like her to read aloud. Why? Because um, I don't have to read. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite book this far? The Giver. But Audrey's teacher, Michelle Talbot, says after hearing books read aloud, 
her students accelerate their own reading. Sometimes they'll read the book that we were reading. Like I'll have a few kids read linked after this, so they kind of know it. They kind of know the words. It makes it easier for them to read. Um, or they'll read a similar book by a similar author. That's how they all discovered Gordon Corman. Um, we do a lot of reading in class because I do read aloud. They also do 30 minutes of silent reading. Plus we have a novel we're reading, plus our language arts curriculum. So with all of that, by the end of the year, their scores go drastically higher. But I think the read aloud is just, it makes them want to read. Karen, can teachers and parents read, you know, just any text to older kids? Does reading aloud have the same benefit no matter the text? I believe the consensus is, I mean, the, the sweet spot is something harder than the child would be able to easily do so that they get the benefit of maybe more complicated and dense the way things are phrased, the vocabulary and the, and the ideas. Um, if you could just go a little bit above what they can do, think of it as working out. You know, if you tend to always lift a five pound, every once in a while you want to push past that and go for a 10 pound and see if you can get just a little bit stronger. What's fascinating, actually, is, I mean, I guess as long as you pick something just a little out of someone's reach, for instance, a really fine Shakespearean actor could read me the Iliad, and I would get more out of them reading that to me than my kind of mucking through it quite slowly on my own, because we're um, sort of bred to understand the spoken word. We hear and understand things so much more clearly when they're read aloud to us, especially if they're a little tricky, if it is Paradise Lost or something that's dense and complex. It's much easier if someone tells it to you. I'm realizing as a podcast host and a radio reporter, I'm nodding along with you. Oh, yes, everything <laughs> is better. <laughs> and is it ever not a good idea to read aloud? Well, there are some experts, and this is um, primarily a worry in the classroom, because it is hard to teach children how to read well. There is some concern that if, if teachers focus too much on reading aloud at the expense of actually helping the child work through a text on their own, then that would be a shame because you it's absolutely, it's not, it's a false dichotomy. It's not one or the other. We really need both happening as much as possible. Also helping them learn how to read something difficult and dense. So that's one little caveat. Okay. And I guess there's like a social emotional aspect to this too. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's interesting. Um, in the face of the pandemic and the Surgeon General is declaring this sort of um, epidemic of loneliness uh, sharing story time with children is a fantastic way to build that emotional connection between the parent and the child or the teacher in the classroom at a time when I think probably all of us need a little more social emotional grounding in the world. Um, and one of the teachers I talked to, I mean, she believes in fostering better reading and better reading comprehension. But actually what she thought the most important thing was that the bottom line is children need uh, literature. They need art and ideas in their lives to be able to kind of figure out where they exist in this chaotic universe. And the most important thing was that they be exposed to some of it, um, you know, poetry, Shakespeare, whatever, so that they don't feel like they're the only ones encountering whatever it is, shootings, war, pandemics, loneliness. It's universal, the human experience. And people have dealt with these sort of pernicious qualities of the human experience before, and we can gain solace from them. And I thought she was quite right there that even little children today are coping with all sorts of, of nasty business that they might need help navigating. Karen, do you think it's more challenging to get kids excited about books these days? Indeed. I mean, we live in a digital world. And I think it's, it's funny, actually, because 
when one of the things we did with my daughter is we tried to make sure she was a really avid reader before she had too much exposure to screens. And that turned out to be a real boon for us because apparently, you know, once you can turn to a screen, it's so much easier. There's just a lot less required of you than working your way through a text um, that it becomes harder. I talked to a mother who that that's her real uh, tragedy. And she still loves reading to her kids, but they would really rather just watch videos on YouTube. And, you know, certainly it is easier. And as humans, we are kind of hardwired to go to the easy thing, the convenient thing. Um, so I think parents do have a little bit of a harder climb than they once did. And I think if you can establish this kind of emotional bond with your child, They'll actually love reading. They'll they'll probably think they love reading when maybe what they actually love is sitting on your lap and listening to you talk. Literature can inspire these warm and fuzzy feelings within us when they're little, and then they keep that. For fifth grade teacher Michelle Talbot, reading aloud is the antidote to this increasingly screen-heavy world. It gets her students excited about books. And just for them to kind of get into the story... Mm-hmm. and be able to picture things without having to worry about the words and what they mean and trying to learn that books can be as exciting as movies. It doesn't have to just be something you always watch. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. You can find Karen's story at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks this week to Marisa Rumsey, a member of EdSource's California Student Journalism Corps, who visited Marguerite Hahn Elementary in Roanert Park and interviewed Michelle Talbot and one of her students for us. And of course, to Michelle Talbot, Audrey Thompson-Salas, and Karen D'Souza. Our CEO is Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Heising Simons Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join us next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.